0: I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some historians say there's no proof it ever happened. Military commanders deny it even could have happened. But the Christmas truce of 1914, when the Great War stopped for just a few hours, will never be forgotten. Four months into the war, in places all along the trenches, as midnight approached, all was calm, all was bright in the moon's light. And soldiers on one side or the other quietly sang carols. In one spot, the British soldiers heard Adeste Fidele sung quietly across no man's land. And the Tommies sang along, O come all ye faithful. Spotters saw German soldiers climb out of their trench, unarmed, As they entered no man's land, they said, we don't shoot, you don't shoot. A few minutes later, in muddy, marshy, barely frozen no man's land, the singing went on. German and English mixed. Combatants traded small gifts, cigarettes, rations. They swapped headgear and marched around together. Someone found something to kick and a football game broke out. Word went up and down the line. Combat soldiers celebrated the last minutes of Christmas Eve and the first hours of Christmas Day as one. Later, before they began to censor all mail, British Captain Robert Hulse wrote to his mother, "'It was the most extraordinary Christmas you could possibly imagine. It wasn't long before word reached the commanders, far and safe behind the lines. They put an end to the peace. They went on to describe it as never having happened. The American press got hold of the story, and Time Magazine reported the men on the ground decided they were not fighting the same war that their superiors did. Years later, British veteran Murdoch Wood said, I came to the conclusion that I have held very firmly ever since that if we had been left to ourselves, there would never have been another shot fired. If we had been left to ourselves, there never would have been another shot fired. Tonight we're telling the story of something that happened a lot more than 105 years ago. There's no historical proof for it. The timing doesn't fit with any facts. When people began to tell the story, no political authority would recognize it. The story Luke tells in chapter 2 of his gospel isn't history in either the modern or ancient view of history. That didn't bother Luke, but it troubles some of us. Think of what we call the Christmas story as Story, capital S story, filled with details that are offered to catch our imagination, to invite us to experience what those details point to, to experience, not always to understand, but certainly not to accept and then have to defend as hard, cold fact. This is one of those parts of the Bible we don't simply read, we see it. It's a graphic novel not an historian's cold account of events. Luke wants us to see and enter into something as inexplicable and important, something as nonsensical and absolutely necessary as the Christmas truce of 1914. When men trained and ordered to kill each other brought peace and goodwill to earth in a time of war. As one who was there said, If we had been left to ourselves, there would never have been another shot fired. Luke begins the story in chapter 2 with the names of powerful men, Caesar Augustus, Governor Quirinius. He doesn't mention King Herod, Matthew does. But the story unfolds in a time of imperial oppression in conquered territory. Luke tells of a census of people forced to pick up, leave their livings behind and go where the authorities order them to go. It's the kind of thing that happens over and over again. When the powers play with the powerless, forcing, forcing them to prove they are who they say they are. It's happening in India today. If we've read the stories Luke tells before this one, we know who Jesus is and what he is about the one who will soon be born. But the birth of the Son of God happens in harsh reality, not sweet romance among the powerless. There are no trench telephones to relay the news along the line, up the chain of command. The angels, the messengers, come to shepherds, just about the lowest caste Luke could imagine nobodies who know the sheep matter more to their employers than they do. They're expendable. The angels tell them who the one who is born really is, Son of God, Christ Savior, and if by chance any of the shepherds have seen a coin, they will know that only Caesar owns those titles. The sign that the one who is greater than Caesar has been born, they'll find him wrapped in swaddling rags and lying in a manger. The angels proclaim God's will for the earth, peace, and goodwill, and when they've seen this miracle, the shepherds are the first people to begin to tell the world about him. The soldier said, if we had been left to ourselves, there would never have been another shot fired. I'm happy to see the comic strip, Calvin and Hobbes, is back. It's from the 90s, but it's all over social media now. And one of the best has young Calvin alone. His tiger, Hobbes, isn't with him in this one. And Calvin asks his father, Dad, how do soldiers killing each other solve the world's problems? Dad is shocked, then sort of stunned, silent. Calvin walks away shaking his head and saying, I think grown-ups just act like they know what they're doing. We often ask today if the higher-ups really know what they're doing, or if they do, are they just looking out for themselves and their friends? Those of us here tonight, those of us who think we're all grown-up, our kids may be asking if we really know what we're doing. Or have we just learned from experience how to look like we know what we're doing? Greta Thunberg is certain. We grown-ups don't know what we're doing. Either the higher-ups don't know what they're doing, or they're just looking out for themselves and their friends. Canadian First Nations water warrior April Pelche is more diplomatic than Greta Thunberg, but her words question and convict the powerful and should challenge us. There are some real grown-ups among the powerful. They know they can't achieve anything without winning the hearts and minds of people like you and me. Because it's people like you and me who make real change happen. Frontline soldiers who know what will bring peace to the world. Young people who have more of a stake in the future than so many of us here tonight have to worry about. It's the shepherds who get it. It's the shepherds who see what God is doing in the world. It's the shepherds who take that message out into the streets of Bethlehem and all the world. It's the child who sees the folly of war, injustice, hatred, and dares to ask why. It's Murdoch Wood who says, if we'd been left to ourselves, no generals, field marshals, Caesars, telling us what we must do. If we'd been left to ourselves, there would never have been another shot fired. Good news for all the people. Peace on earth. Goodwill to all people. God is with us. Jesus is born, one of us, to mobilize us to be agents of positive change in our world, and God knows the world needs us. Jesus comes subverting the expectations and undermining the pretensions of the powers of the world. He comes to engage us in working out God's goodwill for the world. This is good news of great joy for all the people.